podcasting from Baldwin, New York. Welcome to the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast, bringing you everything Baldwin Athletics, including news, game breakdowns, analysis, interviews, and much, much more. Prepare for the laughs, hot takes, hard questions, and everything in between. Now, here are your hosts, ready to dive into everything Bruins sports, Yao Bonsu and Tyler Brown. Gentlemen, welcome back to the Baldwin Bruin Sports Podcast. Tyler Brown once again will not be joining us due to the current circumstances, but he will be back next week with a very special interview. My name is Yao Bonsu, and this week we count down the top five moments in Baldwin Bruins athletics history. But before we get into that, let's recap all of the moments that we covered over the past two weeks. Starting off with our honorable mentions, we had boys basketball taking down the Tobias Harris-led Half Hollow Hills West team in the 2008 Long Island Championship. We then had the Lady Bruins beginning their basketball dynasty with their first Nassau County Championship in 1999. And to cap off our honorable mentions, we had varsity baseball winning the 1992 Long Island Class A Championship. Last week, we got into our top 10, and at number 10, we had Paul Myers winning the 1977 New York State Wrestling Championship at his weight class. At number 9, we had boys basketball defeating Uniondale in the 1982 Nassau County Championship. At number 8, we had boys track and field winning the 2008 Nassau County Championship. At number 7, we had field hockey winning the 1989 Nassau County Championship to spark their decade-long dynasty. And then we left it off with number six, which had varsity football going 10-0 with a Nassau County Championship victory in 2005, making them one of the greatest teams in Baldwin Bruins athletics history. And I bet after that episode, a bunch of you are asking yourselves, why is this great team coming in at only number six? But that is what this episode is for, and without further ado, we count down the top five moments in Baldwin Bruins athletics history. Coming in at number five, we have the girls volleyball team winning the 1999 Long Island Championship. The Baldwin girls volleyball team, coached by former Baldwin standout player Janae Buckner, won its fifth Nassau County title of the decade. The Lady Bruins would then reach the New York State Championship with wins over Southside and Northport High School. The team finished the season 15-1 with a loss in the New York State Public High School Athletics Association semifinals. This is the furthest any volleyball team has gone, and it is the best record in Baldwin High School history. The Bruins went undefeated in the regular season. They swept nine opponents and only dropped five of 41 games. They clinched their first Conference 1 title in three years with a 15-3, 15-7, and 15-10 win over East Meadow. Senior Jennifer Weston had five aces and four kills, while sophomore Shannon Verity and senior Victoria Capero each had six kills for Baldwin. Coming into the first round of the playoffs against Farmingdale, the girls wanted the game to end very quickly, but not because they wanted rest, but because they had a Halloween party to attend later that night. The top-seeded Bruins defeated the bottom-seeded Farmingdale team 15-0, 15-11, 15-7. Senior Victoria Capero had 14 kills, Jackie Poloski had 21 assists, and Jennifer Weston had 5 kills. In the Class A semifinals, Victoria Capero had 14 kills and 5 aces to lead Baldwin over number 4-seeded Oceanside 15-3, 15-6, 15-8. The team went on to defeat Herricks 15 15-11, 15-7 15-7 in the Nassau County Championship. Victoria Capero had four kills. And in the Long Island Championship at Nassau Community College, the Bruins fought back from a 2-1 deflect to defeat Northport 15-11, 14-16, 13-15, 15-3, 15-3. Senior captains Jackie Goldstein and Victoria Capero were huge parts of the comeback. Goldstein had 16 digs and 12 kills, while Capero had 15 kills. Jen Poloski also had 35 assists. After trailing 2-1, Goldstein began the game with six straight service points. And in the fifth game, Jen Poloski's serves were simply no match for Northport, as it clinched it for Baldwin. 
Victoria Capero, Jen Paluski, Shannon Verity, Jen Weston, and Samantha Sedlick all led the Bruins to the championship win in what were Victoria, Jackie, Samantha, and Jen's last seasons on the Bruins team. This win gave Coach Janie Buckner one Long Island championship to go with two Nassau County championships and a Conference 1 regular season championship on her resume. This championship remains volleyball's first and only Long Island championship in school history. For all the volleyball players out there, this is where Baldwin reached its peak. They won a Long Island championship, they went to the semifinals of states, and it's safe to say that until that semifinal game, this team was unstoppable. They started 15-0, best start in school history, and only had one loss, creating the best record in Baldwin history. When you look at the talent this team had, Victoria Capero, Jen Weston, Shannon Verity, Jen Paluski, Samantha Sedlick, and coached by an amazing coach, Janie Buckner, who was also a standout player herself, this team had the perfect recipe for success, and we saw it this season. Coming in at number four, we have the 1999 girls softball team who was not only one of the most dominant programs during this time, but they were also led by one of, if not the greatest athlete to come through Baldwin. In 1999, led by coach Kerry Gant, this team featured all-time Baldwin great Brianna Nasty. Nasty went on to lead the nation in batting average and was later inducted into the Nassau County Sports Hall of Fame and the National Softball Hall of Fame. Nasty currently holds the record to this day for the highest career batting average in high school with a .774 average. That goes for both softball and baseball. She was a three-time All-State player, three-time All-American in 1998, 1999, and 2000, and led the Lady Bruins to five Nassau County championships. And in 1999, led them to one Long Island championship. Coach Gant and Nasty were one of the greatest player-coach duos that we have ever seen for Baldwin. And in this 1999 season, they led the team to their best record in school history at 24-1. This Long Island Championship was the program's first in school history. The team went on to win three championships in the 2000s era and was recognized as one of the best teams of that decade. Brianna Nasty is certainly probably top five, if not top three, best athletes to ever come through Baldwin. She not only represented what it meant to be a Bruin, but she is one of the most dominant athletes we have ever seen gear up the blue and gold. Following her time at Baldwin, she committed to SUNY Buffalo, where the record-breaking did not stop. She is currently SUNY Buffalo's all-time leader in batting average, home runs, RBI, hits, doubles, triples, runs, and walks. And in 2002, she set the SUNY Buffalo and MAC Conference single-season record with a .451 batting average. There are not many athletes on the planet that can say they were the best athlete on their team in high school and at their college. But Brianna Nasty can. Her dominance is unparalleled, which brings girls softball to number four on this list. Does the name Chris Weidman... Ring a bell at all. Former UFC champion. Only UFC champion to come from Baldwin High School. His name is hung up in the gym of Baldwin High School. And is basically one of Baldwin's greatest athletes. Also won a state championship for the wrestling team. Well, I can tell you that without this moment at number three, Chris Weidman probably wouldn't have been the Chris Weidman that we know today. Coming in at number three, we have the 1986 varsity wrestling team. In 1986, Varsity Wrestling would capture championships in not only the team portion of the Nassau County Championships, but the individual portion as well. The Bruins edged Mepham in the team championships by a score of 147.5 to 144. Sean Ryan defeated Ron Yarkin of Burner 3-2 to capture the 105-pound Nassau County Championship, while his teammate Joe Sobel defeated Glenn Remmel of Mepham 8-2 to win the 126-pound Nassau County Championship. These wins established the Baldwin wrestling team as one of the elite teams of the 1980s, and they did that under the direction of Hall of Fame wrestling coach Steve Shippos. Baldwin became the first team to win both the Dual Meet Championship at 16-0 and, 
in the Nassau County Tournament Championship. In the dual championships, Bolden defeated powerhouse Island Trees, who was coached by Hall of Fame coach Ted Peterson. This win started the cementation of coach Steve Shippos' legacy. The legacy includes over 355 victories, four dual meet county championships, and a New York State Cup title in 1983. Shippos has gone on to coach four state champions, over 20 county championships, and countless county place winners. I can tell you that this win right here, this dynasty that boys wrestling was in the 1980s, it set the framework for all of the wrestling greats you know today, including Chris Weidman. I can tell you that Chris Weidman was a phenomenal athlete, but this is the pavement that was set by this 1986 team that made him the athlete he is today. And that is why this team comes in at number three, because during the 1980s, this team was purely dominant. This is not only the greatest wrestling team in Baldwin High School history, but also during the 1980s, probably the greatest team on Long Island at that point. So, I mean, this team, they set the framework for all of the wrestling greats that came during the 1990s, the 2000s, 2010s, and to this point. Coming in at number two, we have the 1987 girls varsity soccer team who captured a Class A Nassau County Championship. Led by coach Don Schurer, the Lady Bruins won back-to-back Class A championships. This cemented the girls as one of the most dominant teams in school history. The 1987 win marked the school's first girls soccer championship with the team repeating as champions the following year. And they were also coached by one of the best coaches across any sport in Bolden Bruins history. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the time has come to unveil the number one moment in Bolden Bruins athletics history. We have covered the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and the 2000s. But one decade that has yet to be touched are the 2010s. But without further ado, the number one moment in Bolden Bruins athletics history is, can I get a drum roll please? The 2018 Lady Bruins basketball team who captured the first ever New York State Federation title in Baldwin Bruins history. After winning its second consecutive New York State Class AA championship, the Lady Bruins won the New York State Federation title by both defeating Long Island Lutheran High School and the number one nationally ranked Christ the King High School. The Lady Bruins finished that season ranked number four in the country. This team featured five Division I players for the Lady Bruins. Jenna Anacarico, Kaya Harrison, Asia Hudson, Danetta Johnson, and Destiny Samuels. The Lady Bruins' number four national ranking was the highest finish of any New York State public school. The Lady Bruins went 18-1 with their only loss coming to number three St. John's College of Maryland in their first game of the year. This team notched 18 straight wins and had a plus 31.83 point differential. Their five largest wins of the season were 58, 49, 48, 45, and 43. In the playoffs, the Bruins had a 57 point win against Calhoun in the Nassau County quarterfinals, a 33 point win against Freeport in the semifinals, a 36-point win against Massapequa in the Nassau County Championship, and a 30-point win over Comac in the Long Island Championship. It marked their seventh straight Nassau County title and third Long Island Championship in eight years. The team moved on to defend their 2016-2017 New York State Class AA Championship by defeating Bishop Kearney in the semifinals 65-49 and defeated Austining High School in the finals 87-60. Asia Hudson had 34 points, Danetta Johnson had 16, Kaya Harrison had 16, and Jenna Etta Carrico had 14 to lead the Bruins to a win to become the first Long Island-based girls basketball team to win back-to-back state championships. But the journey wasn't over yet. 
A week later, the Lady Bruins competed in their second New York State Federation of Champions tournament. In the semifinals, they defeated Long Island Lutheran High School 64-47 in what was a matchup of Long Island juggernauts. They became only the second public school to take down Lujai since the hiring of coach Rich Slater in 2008. In the championship game, the Lady Bruins faced the number one nationally ranked and undefeated powerhouse Christ the King High School. The Lady Bruins defeated Christ the King 58-49 to become the fifth Long Island public school team to win a federation title. This is not only the best team in Bolton history, this is not only the best moment in Baldwin history. This is not only the best season in Baldwin history, but everything combined makes it one of the best moments in Baldwin Bruins athletics history. Let alone one of the best moments in Baldwin history, period. Coming down from the state championship, the girls were greeted with a huge ceremony in the gym. And even on Grand Avenue in Baldwin, they rode fire trucks. Every business owner was outside recording them as they held up their plaque, as they had their medals, they had their shirts. They had the championships, not only the county championship, not only the Long Island championship, not only the state championship, but the federation title as well. And that's what made this a moment to remember. The Lady Bruins became the first girls program on Long Island to win back-to-back New York State Class AA titles and the first public school to win a New York State Federation title. This team was stacked with an all-decade selection coach and five D1 players. Janaina Carrico went on to Eastern Michigan. Kaya Harrison went on to Wake Forest. Asia Hudson went on to Old Dominion. Danetta Johnson committed to Georgia, but transferred to Ole Miss. And Destiny Samuels went to Temple, but transferred to Binghamton. This is the single best team in Baldwin history. And although this podcast is not here to spark debate, But I will gladly vouch for this moment being on the top of our top 10 moments in Baldwin Bruins athletics history. However, I can go on and ramble for hours about how great this moment is. But two members that were on that team, Elena Randolph and Dana Elcock, were previously on the show and can talk to you guys about the greatness that this team consisted of. But in this next interview, you hear from the starting five of this team yourself. Jenna Anakariko, Kaya Harrison, Asia Hudson, Danetta Johnson, and Destiny Samuels. As hard as it is, I got them together for one interview. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, here is that legendary starting five from that season. Ladies and gentlemen, to cap off the top 10 moments in Boulder Bruins athletic history, I am now joined by Jenna Nicarico, <laughs> Kyle Harrison, Asia Hudson, Danetta Johnson, and Destiny Samuel, who were the starting five of the 2017-18 Federation title winning Lady Bruins basketball team, who came in at number one on our list of the top 10 moments in Boulder Bruins history. Otherwise known as not only the greatest starting five in school history, but one of the greatest in Long Island history. Ladies, I hope you guys are staying safe and healthy. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having us. Thank you. First and foremost, you guys are here because your 2017-18 season was named the number one moment in Bolden Bruins history. How does it feel to be named the greatest team and the greatest moment from the 100-year-plus history of Bolden Senior High School? Um, I feel like really grateful just to be a part of like this experience because just being a part of that team was was really just like a blessing because I made so many memories with all the girls on the team and um, not just that just our on the court and off the court we just had so much fun so it was just it was a great experience. I feel like it was a, a pivotal time in our lives. And it was fun. It was a fun experience. It's an experience that we'll never forget. 
I mean, we made history, so. And coming into that 2017-18 season, you guys were fresh off the first New York State championship in program history, but you failed, but you fell to Mary Lewis Academy in the New York State Federation Basketball Tournament of Champions. After that loss, what was your mentality for the new season? That was that was the first loss. That was against Mary Lewis, I think. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Your- so, what was your what was your mentality the next season after that loss? I mean, we knew we had to bounce back. It was just a test for us, knowing that loss hurt us a lot. But we just stuck together, and at the end, we just got better and won states at the end and came back stronger than ever. You guys started that season off with a 22-point loss against the then number three-ranked St. John's of Maryland, who had Dikemi Matumbo's daughter on the team. How much doubt, if any, was there after losing that game in such fashion? Honestly, I feel like it was just – it was just like about our chemistry on the court. Like I, it was a completely uh, different team from the 2016 team. So I feel like uh, we just had to play more on the court and um, and it showed that like it helped us throughout the season. Yeah, I feel like that game was like our biggest test. Cause like Coach Cadmet, that our first game and, you know, coming in, I know we were all like a little big headed with starting five D1 players and then playing this number three team in the country. So I feel like that gave me really a test for us to show us like people are, we have a target on our back, like people are coming for us. So over the course of the rest of that regular season, you guys notched 18 straight wins after that one loss and had a 31.83 point differential. What was the spark behind such an impressive run? I mean, it was just fun playing together no matter what on the court. We just had a chemistry off the court. We had a chemistry. So on the court, it was just with ease. We just played like how we wanted and played how, how we were comfortable. And when we play comfortable, we're dangerous. So at the end of the day, when we play comfortable, we ended up winning. So I feel like us just building that relationship off the court just made it even better on the court. And that's when success came in. Yeah. Also, Everyone knew their roles. Yeah. And yeah. also, I feel like – um, practice like was so competitive. Like Kat had us go against each other like every day, and that definitely like helped us on the court like tremendously. Your five largest wins of the season were 58, 49, 48, 45, and 43. When you are blowing teams out in such fashion, how do you keep your minds on track and not let it get into your heads that you're so good? Uh, well, Kat, I feel like Kat just emphasized like he always said like. Every team that we played against, like, it didn't matter what team, he would always talk highly about them. Like, he would he would always say that we have to go out hungry. Like, like, like we have to go out like we're playing the best team in the country, so. Yeah, we treated every team kind of the same. Like, we used to take tests and, and scout the team for practice. Like, every single team, we had a test to scout them. And then we always treated the game like it was 0-0, no matter what. Yeah, that was our company with nature and everyone. Did you guys ever feel like you had to bring each other together more and try to f- focus you guys after thinking you guys were too cocky? Or did you guys always keep that mentality that it's always 0-0 zero, zero and we can never get to in our heads? I feel like everybody was on the same page. We knew what we wanted at the end of the day. We all knew that we weren't cocky, but we knew we had to get the win. So if we just stayed together, we'd just get the win at the end of the day. But we were never, like, in our heads too much or anything like that. And following those 18 straight wins, whether it was Nassau, Long Island, states, or confederations, how much confidence did you guys have in terms of, yes, we are going to win a championship this season? Oh, yeah. We was locked in from the beginning. Yeah. Very locked in. I feel like most of our confidence came from Coach Cat. Because we felt how much he believed in us. So we were just like, we got to do this for him. We got to do this for each other. We got to do this for our family. Like, we just started to do it for everyone, kind of, because we just felt it. Like, everybody believed in us. So we started to believe in ourselves. And those right, and the game becomes such a big part of you that is no longer about you anymore. And you start playing for other people, which to add on to what Destiny said. Yeah. Those 18 straight wins led you guys to the playoffs, which you guys had a 57-point win against Calhoun in the Nassau County quarterfinals, a 33-point win against Freeport in the semifinals, a 36-point win against Massapequa in the Nassau County Championship, and a 30-point win over Comac in the Long Island Championship. 
in which the team <laughs> which the team won the previous two Long Island championships. It marked your seventh Nassau County title and third Long Island championship in eight years. Although this is a forever tremendous achievement, tell me why you guys were not satisfied with just being the best team on Long Island. I mean, there's different competitions like based off outside of Long Island. So, yeah, we play teams in Long Island, but at the end of the day, we like to explore outside of Long Island. We play all around. We play in Brooklyn, Harlem. We play everywhere in the off season. So we just like a taste of basically anywhere, any team. So Yeah, I feel like another one of our goals were to be um, – to put Baldwin on the map nationwide, just um, – being one of the best teams in the country. And I felt like we did that. And if you ask me, we were the best team in the country. <laughs> well, the message that Coach Catapano conveyed to the team after you guys won the Long Island Championship, knowing that there was even tougher competition ahead. Uh, I would say he, he always, Coach Cat always told us to take one game at a time. Yeah. You can't move on to the next, to the next game until you finish what you have at hand. Yeah, because most of the time I kind of felt like he was a little bit addressing that towards me because I wanted to beat Luhai so bad. <laughs> I was already on Luhai. We was on the first game and I was on Luhai. And he was just like, one game at a time, Destiny, one game at a time. And then once we got to Luhai, cried. <laughs> just cried. <laughs> and I felt it and he felt it from me. So, you know. Required you. <laughs> <laughs> And before we get into your state championship run, describe for me how it felt to see the entire school gather in the gym and in the comments to send you guys off. Woo! It was a different atmosphere. Like, Baldwin is just different. You know, everybody's always going to support you no matter what, especially girls basketball. I mean, you know, a lot of uh, women's teams don't get support like that. But Baldwin makes sure that they always support our team and our community is just always one, especially at our games. Like, it's just a different type of feeling. And it's, it's, it's unforgettable. Yeah, it was it was definitely, like, something that we're never going to forget because we're just so lucky to have, like, the big support that we got from Baldwin, like a parade. We got the fire trucks. Like, it was it was such an exhilarating feeling. Like, it was it was really – it was really something else. Okay, Kaya with the big words. Big words, Kaya. <laughs> <laughs> that vocabulary. <laughs> You become a freshman in college, okay. What differences did you guys see in the preparation between the season prior to that and the season in which you guys won federations? Or was everything just the same? No, we didn't switch nothing up. Yeah, same preparation, the same drills, the same practices. Was it basically the same? Yeah. We so, just as guys, turn. so as you yeah. guys went on to the harder games and the more important games, you guys didn't practice any harder or watch more film, or was it just a mm-hmm. if it ain't broke, don't fix it approach? Yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it for real. He he had us going into every game watching film and like Destiny yeah. said, like he had us taking tests for every game. So it wasn't really, it wasn't really like a change with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was like my, yeah, that was my first year playing high school with Coach Cap, but AAU same thing. Dang. So like, I, I didn't see a really big difference. Even like AAU practices, like it's very consistent. Yeah. And went, while you guys were upstate, how did you guys manage to enjoy your time while keeping in mind that you guys are there to handle business? Oh, dude. What about the thing when he was, uh, he was like being me in Asia? Oh, you know yeah. About? Uh, the, yeah, uh, yeah. He was dressed up. He I mean, like, like yeah, we, we still had fun. Yeah. We still had fun at the end of the day. But, like, you know, when it's game day, all that is out the window, you know. But, I mean – Kat and Bolden, they did, like, skits for us, you know, trying to, like, liven up the party a little bit. It's just different, like, and they used to take our phones and stuff. Like, it's just, you know, at the end of the day, it's a business trip, but we still had fun. Yeah, we all was – I think we was all on the same page. We was all just focused on the same goal. Yeah. And that's with any successful team. Yeah. 
And in the semifinal games of the state tournament, which was another blowout, you guys defeated a very talented but young Bishop Kearney team, 65 to 49. AJ had 30 points, while Donetta, you had 11 points, six rebounds, five assists, and four blocks to advance to the state championship. For, for you, Asia, knowing that you had such an impact and knowing that you were Baldwin's all-time leading scorer, how did it feel to start off the state championship with a bang? I mean, it was good. I mean, we've been there before, so we knew what was at stake. We knew how it feels. Um, we didn't get over our head or anything like, you know, being too cocky that we've been there before. But like they said before, we just take it a we took it a game at a time and we ended up winning and that was just moving on to the next game. So um, I feel like it was very different for me because um at My least gosh. I to, it went straight to federations, so we really didn't get the buildup of like playoffs stuff like that. So it was really different for me, like a different scenery. Like I never experienced that before, like the send off and none of it. So it was a very different experience for me. And is it safe to say you enjoyed the buildup to federations rather than having a straight ticket there? Yeah, I love the buildup. I love competing. Like I felt like. Working my way there felt more – I felt more accomplished. Yeah, you deserved it. Yeah. All right, for you, Donetta, you did it all in the game. How did it feel to be so efficient knowing that last year or the previous season you were on the sideline recovering from a knee injury? Um, I feel like I was excited. I was just excited to get on the floor with them. Um, I, I was sitting out a whole year, which uh, built up – it built up a lot of um, – ammunition and I was just excited to get on the floor and do my part and help the team as much as I can help them. I was just committed to playing my role. And how did your mentality or how did your injury feed your hunger coming into the season knowing that you sat out the last one? I was ready. I mean, I just kept preparing day by day and with anything, if you have something taken away from you, I feel like you appreciate it more. You also see a, um, you also see a different side of the game from like a coaching perspective. And I think that's that has helped me understand the game more, like when going into film and, stuff and things like that. And while you were recovering, how did your teammates as well as Coach Catapano help in making sure you were 100% for this championship run? Um, everybody was just ready. I feel like everybody was supportive as well. They told me that. They kept reminding me that my time was coming. And my teammates and Coach Cat was – always supportive, and just making sure that I was okay. One thing about Donetta, I feel like she has so much ammunition in her that her ammunition would, like, affect us. So, like, it would spread off onto us. I know it spread off onto me because Donetta would never let me quit. And I think she got that from her injury. And, like, she was, like, teaching me how to become a better player and a better person at the same time. So her injury was, like, I feel like her injury was – the best thing that happened to her because it changed her mentality. For sure. Thanks. And next up for you guys was the state championship. Number one seeded Austin Riverhawks who defeated you guys at this same point last year after they won states the previous five years. What was going through your heads knowing that they were going to come back with a vengeance? Wait, huh? oh, no, who you, guys, the team? you guys defeated them last year. The, pre oh. the previous season, Austin, and you face them again in the state oh, championship okay. the next season. Oh, okay. What were going through your heads knowing that they were going to come back seeking revenge? Well, they were right. definitely uh, one of our rivals, you could say. So we went into that game very hungry. Like, we wanted to – we didn't care if we won by 100. We were going to keep going. Like, we, were, we just wanted to take their hearts away, honestly. And I would literally preach that in the locker room, like how we just need to – uh, I'm not going to say exactly what he said, but he would... Uh, <laughs> we took their hearts away. Yeah, basically, yeah. Oh. <laughs> he, he wanted us to take their hearts away. <laughs> and in that game, Austin's coach did get thrown out the game. And how did that shift the momentum of the game in you guys' favor? I'm telling you, when Cat starts uh, cheering to the crowd and getting everyone crazy, we knew we got it from there. Yeah, it was like it was like a spark, like yeah. 
And knowing that you guys had a 20-point first-half lead, which was cut to four with a minute left in the third quarter, what was the spark that allowed you guys to close the game on a 26-7 to run? Probably our defense. Yeah, definitely defense. That's our defense, I'll let to Asia, layup, Vegas. Yeah. That was it. I think our mentality, because we're not losers. I feel like we was not going to let that happen whatsoever. We was going to do anything, everything. Like, period. Yeah, period. <laughs> and in that game, Asia, you had 34 points. Donetta with 16. Kyle with 16. Jenna with 14. Destiny, you had an aggressive rebounding effort to lead the Lady Bruins to an 87 to 60 win to become the first Long Island-based girls basketball team to win back-to-back state championships. And although at this point the journey wasn't over, how did it feel to make history for the first time or the second time or the third time? Or the fourth, <laughs> how did it feel to make history? Um, I, was, I would say it just felt great overall because we just did it for our families. We did it for our community. And, you know, people always doubt – Bolden at the end of the day, knowing that we're a public school, people say we can't do it. We can't go up yes. there. We can't do the best. But we proved everybody wrong, and we did it together at the end of the day. So there's no better feeling than, like, you know, doing it with your girls. Like, yo, we beat everybody at the end of the day. So this is a different type of feeling when you, like, win, but you win with people that actually want to win with you. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like it's just good. a type of feeling. Um, yeah, and especially because, like, just because the amount of, like, work that we put in every day, um, I feel like us winning, it just, like, it was just, it was just, like, a great feeling because it just showed that, like, all of our hard work paid off. And like Asia said, we, we did it together in practice. We competed every day. And it was just, it was a grateful, I'm so grateful to be a part of that, um, that memory. Very grateful. At this point... You guys are two days away from being the most accomplished Bruins team across all sports and one of the greatest teams in Long Island history, if you weren't already. It is called the New York State Federation Basketball Tournament of Champions for a reason. You guys battled the best teams throughout the entire state. How nerve-wracking, exciting, or scary was the moment? I wasn't nervous. I don't know about y'all, but I wasn't nervous. (laughs) Tournament overall, I was eager. I was was excited. Yeah, facing basically just facing the best teams. Knowing that like, I mean, you, you guys didn't make it this far last year, so knowing yeah. that this year you had to take it all the way, what was going through you guys to said? We felt ready. I mean, I feel like our, pref- our, our confidence came from our preparation. Mm-hmm. So we felt like there's no need to be scared of anything. Whatever happens, happens. And we knew it would come out on top because of our preparation. Yeah. And for the seniors, or for the players who were seniors that season, which I believe is everybody except Kaya, what were going through your heads knowing that these were the last two games of your high school careers? I mean, we just wanted to go out with a bang. Yeah. (laughs) If it's going to be our last two games, we just want to go out with a W. So, I mean, it's a different feeling when it's your last two games and you lose. But it's a better feeling when you – it's your last two games and you win. So, it's just a better feeling that we won both games and how we did it. Just different. In the semifinals of the New York State Federation tournament, which meant you guys were the best public school and had to face the best private schools, you guys faced Luhai, who Destiny was waiting for, who, along with you guys, have built up a dynasty over the past decade. To many, this was a dream match, but how much preparation had to go into this game, knowing that their success basically mirrored yours? Uh, I felt like it was more of a mental prep game. Um, we knew it would be high emotions because it was the best two teams on Long Island. And we we also had um, teammates and friends who played on the opposing team. We knew it would be more mental than physical. Um, I felt like the team was 100% prepared and I was 110% prepared because um, I knew all the plays. Yeah. <laughs> I knew how to get to them and I knew how to get to the coach. So I feel like I was ready. <laughs> for you, Jenna, you were charged with guarding Celeste Taylor, who many of you have known and played with for years, who at the time was Newsday's All Long Island Player of the Year, and who you, Jenna, only held to 15 points. How did you handle that challenge on defense while completing your offensive duties as well? 
Um, well, Cat does this thing where he like locks off one of the best players, so that's what I did. And basically, I just held her in face guard the entire time. Hopefully, she didn't touch the ball. And I mean, I had them having my back with all of it, so it was tough. But I knew they had confidence in me that I could do it. Were you nervous going into the game, knowing that you were handling such a tough assignment? I mean, yeah, I think every game I go in nervous having to guard one of the best players, but Cat has confidence in me that I can do it, so I don't want to let him down. I don't want my teammates down. So it was tough. I was nervous, but at the end of the game, we just play basketball. Also, I feel like Cat's kind of enrolled that, like, role for Jenna, like, since, like, what, eighth grade to, like, guard the best player on the team and also, like, be great offensively. So yeah. I feel like – it didn't matter what size, because, like, Jenna, it, Jenna's short, Jenna, Jenna's, like, pretty short. It didn't matter what All size. Right. <laughs> yeah, for, like, and she's 5'3", so, like. Yes, she would lock anybody up. Jenna used to guard all of us, like, she didn't care, to be honest. Like, her, you wouldn't even know that she was nervous. So, for her, seeing she's nervous is very shocking. And in that game, you guys took down Luhai 64-47 to to become the first team in school history to make it to a federation title. On top of that, you guys were only the second public high school team to take down Lujai since the hiring of coach Rich Slater in 2008. At this moment, did you guys believe there was any team in New York State that could beat you guys? No. No. No team in the country. I was, I was very confident. (laughs) (laughs) I was very confident in our team, like, right then and there. Like, I knew that, like, even even like during the game, um, during the feder- federation game, like when we like uh, we were down by a bit or whatever, um, we st- I st- I knew like we were gonna bounce back because that's just how our mentality has always been. Like we always just know how to bounce back during games that are tough. I feel like uh, we knew we had it the entire game, even if we were down. I feel like we were so like competitive, our everyone, and we were so strong that nothing was gonna break us at that point. We wanted it. And at this point, you guys are blowing out teams left and right in some of the toughest games of your careers. Were there any challenges or hardships that you guys faced that you guys went back and looked at the film and thought, damn, we really have to do this better if we want to win this Federation title? <laughs> I'm guessing you guys are a flawless team, though. No. <laughs> Me rebounding. Because there was sometimes where I'll get lazy and be like, Danetta could do this. So me rebounding and well rebounding did not seem that big of an issue considering you guys blew out most of your competition but now you guys had one more game against the number one ranked team in the country Christ the King walk me through the final days final hours and moments before playing not only the biggest game in Baldwin history, but in your careers? I mean, people already doubted us before the game even started. Let's just say that. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's Christ the King. But to us, it's just Christ the King. It's just a name. We're Baldwin. They're Christ the King. But people already doubted us. Um, I mean, we didn't listen to, like, you know, the media – and what people were saying, as long as we stuck together, we were good. But I just felt like people were just, you know, just doubting us so soon. And yeah, facts. It yeah. turned out great. And we just shocked everybody. Yeah. yeah. Once that ball went up, no hey. rankings, no nothing could save them. We, we all right. I feel like I feel like Kat's speeches are, like, literally so powerful. Like, they really – like they really like, like they, your mindset like just changes. Like, it's just, it's just crazy. Like, he, yeah. his, his speeches, I agree. Really, yeah, his speeches I agree. Really just help like out it's a lot. Like, motivating. Yeah, he yeah. Knows how to motivate you at the right time. He knows exactly what to say to get you going. He just, that's just what he does. He's just really good at that. Without all the cursing, do you guys remember anything that he said to you guys before this game? Without cursing? We're <laughs> blocking out the curses. Well, first, he said, didn't you say that we have to, like, walk you through, like, our moments for the game? So, 
before the game, we usually like, you know, like do our, our dance circle or whatever. We play music. We play, um, we got okay. like motivated music or whatever. Cause I'm trying to like think about like, I'm trying to like think back. Yeah. But, um, right on the board. Yeah. yeah. On the board. Yeah. Yeah. We would write like motivating stuff on the board. Um, we like dance, we got hype. Uh, Kat would like, you know, Kat obviously and him and his speeches would help. Um, I, it was just, it was just a great time because I feel like we were all like, we were just all on the same page. We all just knew what we were going And in addition to facing the challenge of the top ranked team, they also had a very reasonable height advantage over you guys. How did you guys combat that? Um, well, I feel like, like Aneta and I play against girls in age six, six, seven, and we didn't play as like, like height is height. Like, what you gonna do with it? What you gonna do with the rock? Like, yeah, we <laughs> knew if we get to them mentally, that we would break them. Yeah, because we saw, we watched that on film. Mm-hmm. What were the type of things? So much, oh, no, you go. You and we go. just had so much speed over them. They could have handled that. Yeah, being being that Donetta and I like we're tall, but like we're quicker. We were most likely nine times out of ten quicker than them. Like then, like once we got the rebound, we already saw the guards already up the court. Like I was all eight already up the court, so I'm just like outlining that out to her. So like our speed was definitely one of the things because our fast breaks was crazy. It was like playing with five guards basically. Yeah, definitely another their guards. Yeah. And and what was your closest game versus a New York team that season? You guys triumphed over Christ the King, fifty-eight to forty-nine, to become the fifth Long Island public school team to win a federation title. What was the first thing you did as soon as that final buzzer sounded? Except besides after you ran to the center circle and jumped on each other. Cried. I cried. I cried. I cried. I cried. I cried. I threw the ball. Bold, oh, like a I didn't oh, I yeah. wasn't even in none of the pictures, so I don't care, but I was by myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I just threw the ball and just hugged everybody. Yeah. Because we finally did it, man. Yeah. How did it feel after it, knowing that you finally did it? It's like we did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had, like, mixed emotions. One, because it was over, and two, because, like, that's one of, like, the biggest accomplishments I could carry on to tell my kids, like, to tell everyone, like, I I just feel like I had a, a story to tell, and, like, that would be one of the greatest stories to tell, but then again, we had to, like, go back to school, and then it's all over, like, yeah, we with each other again. Yeah, I felt like it didn't hit me until like, like yeah, things don't hit me until like weeks after or like days after. So I was yeah. really trying to be stay present and live in the moment. But it was definitely a relieving, a liberating feeling. It was so much emotion you can't even describe. Mm-hmm. I feel like you really gotta like be in the moment to really know how it feels. Like you can't really. We can't really describe how the moment felt because, like, you know, people didn't really experience that. But it's just a different feeling when you're actually in the moment. Especially, like, when you talk about it all the time throughout, like, all these years that that was our goal. And when we accomplished that goal, like, we were just like, that's – it's something that, like, nobody can ever take away from us, that feeling. For you, Jenna, I know you hate the camera, but for all of you, how did you handle all the media coverage and interviews that came after winning the title? Listen. (laughs) (laughs) I did not like that. I hated it. It would would sometimes be fun. Like, when... Yeah. We would always always make sure, like, we were... um, Expressing our excitement about like what we did and stuff. Yeah. Did you guys ever get tired of it? Get annoyed by the fact that now every week you're doing some type of interview, whether it's News Twelve, Newsday, Long Island mm-hmm. Basketball dot com. I definitely because I thought like it was so genuine. Like we didn't have nothing to fake about it. Like we don't have nothing to fake about. Like yeah, it was all real. So it was just like it was yeah. Cool. Like we really went through it. Yeah. So it was cool. And I was happy that, like, everybody got, like, on the news got to see 
our experience through that too so yeah it's kind of like an inspirational type of thing yeah. like you never know who's watching mm-hmm. and when you guys came home you guys came home to a massive celebration which included riding on fire trucks and a ceremony in the gym how did all of that feel that's probably one of the best feelings that you could feel it was definitely one of the best feelings ever especially with seeing business owners outside with their cameras out recording you guys. What is, okay. what is going through your heads knowing that you're never going to, or probably never going to experience something like that again? I don't know. I feel like a celebrity. Yeah. So famous. Celebrity. I felt really like, like kind of like what Asia said earlier, like just really lucky that like everybody was supportive um, on our success. And you guys obviously were a great team on the court, but what made you guys an amazing team off the court are the bonds that you guys built. How did the relationships that you guys grew with each other, with other teammates, your families, and your coach impact your success? I mean, we've been playing with each other since like seventh grade um i just i remember all the times that uh we'd play in the city we play in outside leagues so it was it wasn't really a surprise that we had like the the great chemistry that we had on the court yeah i feel like everyone here is literally like family like i can go over to each and everyone's like house and go sleep over there for like a week stay there like I feel like everyone's family so it's like once you get that family feeling it's just like you can't take that away so yeah and in addition to that how has coach Catapano and coach Bolden impacted your players people and sisters that you guys are today it's hard but it's easy (laughs) (laughs) um I feel like just being with each, like, being with each other every day, um, he kind of just, like, instilled in us that, like, since we, we got told, like, the same thing every day, um, just to be, like, to work hard. And since we're all, like, working hard, we're all on the same page, we kind of just created a bond that can never be broken, basically. And um, I feel like Kat... He, he just, like took the thing. He basically took yeah. us in as, as our own, as his own. Yeah, exactly. He kind of sure we was good. He made us like sisters, basically. Now, besides the championships, I don't expect the same answer from all of you, but I want to hear from all of you. What is your favorite story <laughs> that you guys have from throughout that season? That's hard. That's a hard one. That is hard. One. I'm gonna think. Um. I would like say the skits. One. I would say the skits. <laughs> that was funny. The skits that Cat did, I feel like oh, were hilarious. Yeah. So I would say that. Um, I say our pregame ritual. We will always dance and turn up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you and Destiny. <laughs> I guess, bro. Y'all would dance too. I would dance, but you and Destiny used to go in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and Kyrie. Yeah. Destiny, the life of the party, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, trying to see a story. Oh, where we go out to eat? Red lobsters. Red lobsters, yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's gonna be because you know I think that yeah, was your that biggest was highlight <laughs> moment was red lobsters. <laughs> so you might as well talk about Applebee's, red lobsters. Uh, girl, we all the time. everything for free. Red lobsters. What? Yes, I liked. That's me. Love some free food, man. I'm about to say, I feel some type of way. That's your your best moment that you had with us. Right. <laughs> she took off over us. Right. You remember them times we didn't have our phone and we had to talk to each other? Right. <laughs> exactly. Go to door to door, like, <laughs> girl. How much free food right. did you guys get with all the championships you guys won? Man, did that cover free food. <laughs> <laughs> nah, um, we it was just really the red lobster. We didn't really get free food for real. I mean, the parents would pay for us here and there, 
Yeah. But it wasn't like every time we went out. Bagels. We got bagels. Facts. <laughs> bagels. The breakfast, yeah. At, at practice, you're right. That ain't happened till we made it to like the states, though. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, that's, that's, what make that's how I think Baldwin's so different because at Luhai, we used to get like clothes, sneakers, all types it's, of stuff. It's Luhai, man. It's not, we're not. Yeah, but I'm saying we're not a private like independent school that like gets that, that sponsored by right, Nike. With, look, with money. <laughs> but I like we that. Got it on like, our own. We they wasn't giving, giving, giving to us. Like we yeah. I just felt like I had to work for it. Which we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you guys I, have a favorite on the court moment, whether it was a play or something Coach Cat did or something the other team did? Um, I like when the, I'll go this. Okay. Um, my favorite would be, um, no, go Jenna. <laughs> you got it. You got it. Yeah. Oh, oh, I got it. Actually, maybe I shouldn't say it. Why? I'll say it. So, um, I think it was, I think it was. I want to say, um, when we played Austining. And, like, when everything was, like, going bad, when the, the coach got, like, the technical foul, like, when the girls started crying, like, it was just, oh, yeah. it was just such, <laughs> it was just, oh, we were like, yes, like, we got them, like, like, it was just, I'd probably say so many. Yeah. <laughs> Is it hard to choose one for the rest of you? Yeah, it's hard to choose one. I think just dishing the ball up. You said dishing the ball up. Yeah. <laughs> I feel and like being, I'm, I'm already on defense. So. Big, yeah. I feel, like, I feel like that, like, that play when, the like, Ace just yeah. goes up for a layup, it's just, like, everybody already celebrates. So then, like, we get back to the turn around already. Yeah. Throw the ball up. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the press break, uh, yeah, that was exciting. Because, like, when we impress, everybody's, like, hungry to get a steal. Yeah. We, uh, we up in their face. Like, we're actually playing defense. You know, people don't play defense no more, so it's like, you know. <laughs> but everybody, like, everybody's playing defense. It just feels good to play defense together and actually want to play defense. And, you know, get a steal, pass it, pass it, pass it, lay up. Like, you know. I would have to yeah, say my favorite would be when the subs come in, like Jamila or Elena, because they'd be hungry. Oh, my gosh. They used to be just as hungry as us. <laughs> and then it was just like when they came yeah. in, it was even more energy. So I like that feeling, too. When yeah. we were on a bench screaming. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, the focus this season was a championship, but you mentioned Jamila and Elena. How did you guys help them work on their game while focusing uh-huh. on – you guys as a starting five and making sure that you guys did what you guys had to do. They was always a sponge. Like, they was always excited to compete with us. Um, I feel like their competitiveness, our competitiveness rubbed off on them a lot, a lot in practice. Yeah. So everybody was just going at it. And they always made it a fun environment. Yeah. I feel like at their, at their age, to have that much patience, I salute them. Because it was just like, just the way we knew our roles on the court, they knew their roles as well. And they just were just as excited, excited as us. So, like, whenever we did come out the game, all five of us, and they went in, we were screaming just as hard for them as they were for us. Yeah. So, we covered your favorite moments, both on and off the court. We covered the mentorships that you had with some of the bench players on the team. And although you guys only lost one game throughout the season, what were some of the toughest moments that you guys faced? If Losing that first game. Yeah. Yeah, that was horrible. Mm-hmm. What was the environment like in the locker room after that loss? Especially with you guys being some of the leaders on the team. I was confused. <laughs> I just knew we had to go back to the drawing board yeah. and then move on from there. I mean, the game was over. We couldn't do anything about it. But we were just excited for the next opportunity. So we got right back to work. Were you guys the starting five in that game? Huh? We were. I guys, believe so. Yeah, uh, so I guess it was just between between the five of you guys, did you guys feel like you had to have more chemistry on the court? I mean, yeah. that was our, I'm pretty sure that was our first game all playing together, like, yeah, on that Uh-huh. Okay. So I feel like yeah, that game taught us a lot. Yeah. Yes. It's always that we have to like play together more, basically, mm-hmm. figuring each other out on the court. 
And one of my last questions, if I ran down all the, all of you guys' list of accomplishments, we would be here for another hour. So you guys know what you guys have accomplished over your past four years in your high school careers. How did it feel winning all those accolades individually? Uh, for me, I would say, I mean, I've been on varsity for a while. So, I mean, I've just been waiting my turn. So when it was actually my time, you know, it felt great to actually, like, accomplish many things. But I honestly couldn't have done it, like, without my teammates at the end of the day. But it's just, it's just a great feeling overall because knowing that you made everyone proud, you made your coach proud, and you did it while winning is just a different type of feeling. So this is a great accomplishment to me. Yeah, I feel, I feel like I'm, like, really appreciative because, like, I feel like I wouldn't really be, like, where I, where I am without any of these girls because, like, they, they just pushed me, like, every day. Um, even if they didn't even know how, they, they still contributed um, to making me a better basketball player and a better person. Yeah. I feel like playing with them um, has gave me a level of appreciation. I was grateful because I wasn't there for long. But as soon as I got there, I felt like they welcomed me warm with open arms. And it was a grateful experience and a grateful time of my life. Um, nah, I don't know. You got it. Uh, my feeling was, like I said before, bittersweet because I won't, I wouldn't, I knew I wouldn't be able to play with them again, and I wouldn't be able to play for Coach Cat again. But I knew that I would have a connection with them for the rest of my life, and with Coach Cat, and with the community. So it was a bittersweet feeling for me. I agree, does. Yeah. And now I don't know how your offers lined up. I don't know who got offered where, obviously, except the colleges that you guys are at now. But have you guys ever considered playing together at the next level? We wanted Kat to make to uh, go to a college so that we could just play together and have yeah. him. Play. Like, we, we literally wish that we could just have That is him. crazy to hear. So yeah, this starting, this starting five could have been a starting five at the next level. You guys yeah, are trying right. to make it happen. Yeah, we tried. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah. And now, one of my last – oh, actually, my last question. Following this legendary season, Jenna, you went to Eastern Michigan. Kai, you went to Wake Forest. Asia, you went to Old Dominion. Donetta, you went to you went to Georgia and then transferred to Ole Miss. And Destiny, you went to Temple and then transferred to Binghamton. How did it feel being a part of the best team in Baldwin history, and how did it impact you guys and the people you are today? I mean, I feel like Cat as being such a good coach, it basically gave us, like, he basically mm, helped me guys. He basically helped us for the next level, you know? Like, he prepared us so well that even playing in college, he was like, okay, I knew this because I saw this uh, last year with Cat, you know? Yeah, he knew. He helped us uh, realize what how we wanted to play and – and what works best, what fits best for our playing style, what system fits best for our playing style. Yeah, and I feel like just, like, the three-hour practices, six days a week, like, that definitely, like, helped us prepare for college because, like... That's how it is. Yeah, that's that's how it is in college. It's a lot of work, and I feel like Cat's, um, cats practices and, like, the way, we, the way we worked out in practice and grinded, it just helped big time for us, our, yeah. our transition in college? Um, I have a, a sort of different perspective on it. It kind of taught me to cherish every single moment. Um, I kind of felt like when I got to college, I didn't cherish my senior year enough. And when I got to that next level, I felt like I didn't take in my senior year enough. So yeah, that it taught me to cherish every single moment. For me, I would say, like, I know there's not going to be a team like that ever again. Like Destiny said, you know, cherish each moment because that's not going to happen ever again. But at the same time, Kat did prepare us for college. And when I got there, it was honestly the same exact thing from scouting to drills. Everything was exactly the same. So it wasn't really like a big culture shocker or whatever, but I was definitely prepared. Now I salute Kat for that because, you know, he did teach us many things. All right. And on that note, I want to thank you guys for joining me. 
I know it's probably hard not being in a gym right now, shooting a basketball, but you guys will get through it eventually. And hopefully we see you guys face each other down the line at some point. So. Thank you for having us. Yep. Thank you so much. Taking me back down memory lane. Yeah. How much do you guys reminisce about it? How much do you think about that championship team? I think all the time. My mom, she can't. She, Destiny, stop talking about it. Like, I talk about it all the time. Yeah. I, I miss it so much. You guys heard it there. The greatest starting five in Baldwin Bruins athletics history. And those five members were five members of the greatest team of the greatest moment in Baldwin Bruins athletics history. But on that note, that brings us to the end of the top 10 moments in Baldwin Bruins athletics history. Why not recap the moments one more time, though? Starting with the honorable mentions, we had boys basketball taking down the Tobias Harris-led Half Hollow Hills West team in the 2008 Long Island Championship. We had the Lady Bruins of 1999 beginning their basketball dynasty with their first Nassau County Championship. We had the varsity baseball team winning the 1992 Long Island Class A Championship. And rounding out the top 10, we had number 10, Paul Myers of the 1977 New York State Wrestling Championship bringing it home for the Baldwin Bruins. At number nine, we had the boys basketball team defeating Hempstead in the 1982 Nassau County Championship. At number eight, we had the boys track and field team winning the 2008 Nassau County Championship. At number seven, we had the 1989 girls field hockey team winning the Nassau County Championship. At number six, we had varsity football of 2005 starting 10-0 with the Nassau County Championship victory. At number five, we had girls volleyball of 1999 winning the Long Island Championship. At number four, we had 1999 varsity softball led by Baldwin Bruins legend Brianna Nasty winning the Long Island Championship. At number three, we had the 1986 varsity wrestling squad winning Nassau County Championships in both the team and individual portions of the competition. At number two, we had the 1987 girls varsity soccer team capturing their Class A Nassau County Championship. And then number one, we had the 2018 Lady Bruins basketball team winning the New York State Federation title and making history. The Lady Bruins finished number four in the country, the highest finish of any New York State public school. They went 18-1 and with their only loss coming against number three, St. John's College High School of Washington, D.C. They had a point differential of plus 31.83, as you heard before, and they just kept making history after history after history. These ladies are legendary, and that is why they topped the list. I will go head-to-head with anybody and defend this Lady Bruins squad as the number one moment in Baldwin Bruins athletics history. Be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Bruins Podcast. For next week and going forward, we will have spring athletes through Zoom having interviews with Tyler and I to discuss their season being canceled, their feelings about the past three, four years, and everything pertaining to their sport, as well as their future since most of them are committed as well. Be sure to join us next week, and I'll see you guys soon. Take care. Let's go Bruins. Thank you for listening in on this edition of the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast. Be sure to follow us on all streaming platforms. Check us out on Instagram at Baldwin Sports Podcast. Join us next time for more news, analysis, interviews, and everything Baldwin Sports.